listening to the Power Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I am absolutely delighted. One of my new absolute favorite people is on the line with us, Lisa Cohen. I say new is in like the last, I don't know, 25 minutes, but she is amazing. You're going to hear for yourself here in a moment. Like she has this amazing resume and we're going to talk a little bit about that. She's practiced under some amazing yoga masters, but that's not really, I mean, that's amazing in and of itself, but she, her energy, the embodiment of what she portrays is just fascinating. She feels delightful. You're going to love it. And I wanted to jump right in so you can feel what I'm feeling from her and we'll let the rest of it kind of flow. Lisa, are you with us? I am so with you, Tanya. Thanks for having me. Yay. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you so much. I do want to give you an opportunity to get into your background a little bit more, but I first want to start off like I do all of these interviews and ask you, what are your superpowers? I am a superpower listener. I think listening begins with being quiet, and I try to listen very well. That includes listening to myself. That probably comes first. Also, I think a superpower that I'm just trying to really refine and hone in on is doing one thing at a time. And I think I used to come from the ideology that more is better and I could be a multitasker and I could be so good at so many things and, you know, being a mom and a teacher and a mother and a sister and doing all of those things. And now I just really try to do one thing at a time really well, like even just eating and listening, as I said, and when I'm teaching, I'm really in tune with teaching. So I think those are two really great superpowers of mine. Mm, I love that. I like that they're so intermingled, like that being present is listening in and of itself, listening to your own timing and listening to what's occurring and it's giving the people that you're present with the gift of that focus. I think it's huge. It's beautiful. Thank you. My teacher would always say, It's why it's called the present, because it's a gift you give yourself. Mm, I like that, the present. Yep, I agree completely. And I really like that you brought that into the conversation, too, the listening. You know, I think a lot of times we get caught up in what are we doing for the world, what are we doing for everybody else. And for you to say, you know, I'm learning to listen to me first is huge, because that's, you know, sometimes, you know, the more you go on these journeys, you realize that that's, ultimately all we have that is that relationship with ourselves and then what that's reflected for others and what others reflect for us. And so I really appreciate that that you brought that into it. Like how did you kind of come to focusing on that? Was it a ongoing journey? Was it a singular like catastrophic event? Like what led you to owning that specific skill? Well, I would like to say that I think it's an intermingling ongoing occurrence. But in my opinion, even though changing and embracing the change is what it's all about, and I don't, and this is something that has just been recent in my consciousness, typically change doesn't happen without a crisis. And so it's not always easy. You know, we don't necessarily want to move into that painful, struggling kind of thing to move into the change, yet it's part of our nature. It's it's part of nature and evolution. So I think what happened for me is that I just had to become a warrior princess and not be afraid. And so fear, 
is a really catatonic, very immobilizing thing. But typically fear just stands for false evidence appearing real. And we create all of those things. And so what happened for me is I ended up just having to let go. Because for me it was either let go or get dragged. And that was that changing moment. And Mm. thank goodness for that. The change just is thrust upon us, (laughs) actually. And as I said, sometimes that's in the form of crisis and struggle. But in the long run, it proves very good for us. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I was laughing with somebody the other day. They were sharing this experience they were having. And on the surface, it seemed like, oh, my gosh, tumultuousness and being dragged around by all these circumstances. And I just started laughing, and it took a minute, but then they kind of got why that was. And, and, you know, I'm like, you know, you weren't going to do it otherwise. Like, like, let's sit back and marvel at the creation we're capable of to force us into action. And most of us are, you know, I'll be the first to admit, like, I'm fairly complacent unless I, you know, have to be something different. And so I set up all kinds of amazing obstacles and hurdles and other things to force me into action because I'm not sure I would do it otherwise. (laughs) Exactly. I think that's what really, I knew that we were on this superhero squad together because I think that is the journey of heroes, of superheroes, Mm. is to not do things in the same ways, to go places we've never been before, to do things we've never done before, to find a new groove. And that could be as simple as, Sometimes I just go into a grocery store and I go instead of starting in the fruit section, I'll start in the frozen section. And by just doing, I seriously, because just doing something different, I end up running into somebody I never would have seen. If I would have gone through my same journey, I never would have run into that person. It just happened the other day. You're like, that's it. I'm going to start right in the middle. I. That's awesome. I, you know, it's so funny because I, I'm laughing in total appreciation because of the, and I tell people, like, I've gone through so many iterations of, like, for me, it's almost always around, like, personal appearance or what are you doing in the world, that type of thing. And so now, I, you know, my head's shaved on, on all sides and, and it's the nose piercing and everything. And, it's, and what I do is that any time I think to do something and I hear a story inside of myself typically or something that I've picked up along the way that tries to tell me that I can't do that, then I force myself to really take a hard look at it. And of course, it doesn't mean that automatically then I just go and do it, but I really sit back and observe the story. And I ask, you know, like, where did that come from? And was it mine to begin with? And is it one I would even want to continue having? And so I do find myself challenging those stories a lot. And sometimes it does result in me saying, it took me about a week to do to shave one side of my head like that was a big deal to me and I but I had to watch all those stories come up and kind of take a look like well what does it mean to be a mom what does it mean to run companies what does it mean to be a public person like what does it mean all these things and then really come to that conclusion of what I want and what I want to create and so I love you know it can be as simple as why do I have to do it that way and I tell people you'll question everything like I you know, there may come a point in your distance where you're sitting there eating ice cream and you're like, wait, do I even like ice cream? Like, what am I doing? Like, it's that constant plus and being willing to change, do things differently. I think it's very bold. It's so bold. And really, the change really has to start with us. 
it's sort of that same thing. Like you can point the finger, but when you point your finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like I feel like our kids, I'm fortunate to have had two children that raised me. So I'm really grown up now. And I, (laughs) I have a, yeah, they're amazing teachers. And so the mirror is there. And if you want to change something, then be a good teacher. Change it with you first and see what that feels like. And, you know, really embrace it. It's a very old, beautiful saying, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. But it's true. You have to start with you. It has to be internalized. And that journey inward is a hard one. Nobody said it was yeah. easy. But no, it's no, no, no. Heroes. It, it is absolutely the journey of heroes. And it's the way that I describe that part of the process is even the other day I caught myself, like when I hear myself saying something, a criticism about other people, like repeatedly, like it's become the pattern. I'm like, okay. And the story I was saying was something around like, you know, not people not pushing through, not busting through walls or whatever, you know, seeing this like across the board. And I was like, oh, what wall am I not busting? And when you start to look at the world as being so symbolic, you know, I tell people, like, just look at everybody's, like, avatars in your little game. Like, it's, what are they reflecting for you? What are they showing you? And be grateful for the fact that they're willing to do that for you. And it's so much easier to make it about them and want them to do this and everything else. But it's, well, I say it's easy, but that's the program. <laughs> but actually the easiest thing in the world to do is to take it inside, make that switch, and then your whole world changes. But, exactly. you know, just not that many people who are willing to play at that level of self-responsibility because in those upper echelons, there's no one to blame. You know, you can't point fingers at the world or the environment or other people or anybody like or circumstances. Like, there's nothing else to blame other than what choices are you making. Yeah, and really making that shift, making those changes, and that makes a correction. Mm-hmm. Really... That, that's the work there. To make the change is to make a correction. And that's amazing work, that reflection and that honesty. And, yeah, that's powerful stuff, superheroes. I think so. I think so. So talking about superheroes, I want to hear about your journey into and through yoga. You have an impressive list of yoga masters that you studied under. Tell us some about how that came about and what your experience was with it. It was thrust upon me. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was in for. I've had a, such a blessed life. I picked amazing teachers and mentors in my parents and my family. I've traveled the world. I had a very interesting business life in Dubai where I was for eight years, and I was with Reebok International, and I came home to Arizona, where I actually went to high school. I went to college also in Arizona, but I had not lived in Arizona since my youth in high school until 1991. I won't tell you how old I am because I fib about that all the time. (laughs) I love it. I came back to Arizona in the 90s, and my younger sister, actually, I have three sisters, and we're all yoga teachers. And my father is also an incredible and established yogi himself. But I went oh, to an Ashtanga, yeah, I went to an Ashtanga class with an amazing master who was a first-generation disciple of Guruji, Patabi Joyce. And I was in the presence of greatness, as we all are. You're never quite sure 
where your gurus come from. And I went to that Ashtanga class, and I that was more than 30 years ago, I guess, 32 or something. And I was on the mat and have been on the mat every day since. So my teacher, mm. Anthony Krem Carlisi, kind of set my way, learned sort of how to stand on my own two feet. And without yoga, I don't think that I would be good at anything, really. It's certainly not a good listener, but mm-hmm. I... The yoga, I tell my students now, you know, this isn't about learning how to stand on your head or your arm or doing all those crazy sort of contortions, but it's really, the yoga is about learning how to stand on your own two feet. And I mm. have amazing, amazing, amazing teachers. So it started with Anthony Carlisi, and then I pretty much have studied with, I must say, all masters in almost all disciplines of Hatha, Kundalini, Ayangar. Raja yoga, I've had a wonderful journey and I now teach. <laughs> but it was my mm. teachers who said, you are ready to teach. I didn't think I was ready. And then it turns out that I guess that I am. But certainly I yeah. stood on many shoulders of many masters. And I hope that I've been the foundation of some masters yet to come. So it's just a continual learning process. I love that. Yeah, it really feels like an amazing gateway for you where you know, my bias is, is that we're all kind of here helping to guide each other. and We just use different gateways to do it in. You know, mine started in the spy world and then moved into business due diligence and protecting and risk mitigation. But ultimately, that's just how people find us. And once you've committed to this journeying, you do serve as a teacher, regardless of whether or not you know that you're ready. In fact, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things that I serve for people is encouraging them just like your teacher did. You don't have to feel like you have all the answers to teach. In fact, some of the best teachers are the ones who are most willing to admit that they don't. And it's a phenomenal model for people in terms of that continued self-development. And so I really feel that authentically within you and honor the fact that you share that with others and have the courage to, even when you didn't completely see it for yourself, that the, I don't take that lightly because I know how many people don't choose that. So kudos to you. Oh, thank you. So I, you know, I know, and we acknowledged before, before the call that we probably talked for the next 10 days on all of this and not stop, but I wanted to get to a couple of solid points here because I do feel like you have some real grounded information for folks on, you know, how do you, what would you say to people who are just trying to get started on this journey? They, you know, into like the superpower thing and wanting to, to take that superhero journey. What advice do you have to offer them? Actually, I was reading some of the questions initially that I thought that you might ask me, and this kind of catapults me into how I'd like to answer that question. One of the things was, you know, what is your sort of motto or your MO, your modus operandi kind of thing? And and I have two things that came to mind. One is the sort of Nike slogan, just do it. You know, and I think at some point you just have to, like, do it. You know, just do it. You don't know that it's going to ultimately be great or good or it could be bad. And all of those things teach you something. But you really just, like, get up off the couch and change the channel if you don't like the channel. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we have the power to do that. Nobody else can make us do that. And I think that we have to really dig deep down inside and, find the strength and the courage to get up and just do it. The other slogan that I try to live by, and I don't know if you can put this on, well, I guess I'm on the whatever station I'm on, but you might have to beat this out, so I'll just warn you now. I'm about to say a bad word. 
The other slogan that I love, and I learned this from my father, who's very wise, he says, should is shit. But you really want to do something, should I do it? Should I go there? Should I do this? Should I think that? If you really want to, you could. And I think I try to live by that, you know. Hmm. If I really want to, I could. I don't need to should it. You know, I should do this and I should be that. I should be thinner and I should change the channel and I should be healthier and I should do yoga. And that's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. So I agree. That's what I live by. I agree. And I really actually appreciate the fact that you were just cursing because I'm going to share with the listeners that the email that I got regarding the interview today outlines, you know, her Lisa's background, her philosophy, and, and this is, you know, she has over 30 years of teaching yoga, she's passionate about yoga, it's all about the breath, and then I get to the section that says, the unique piece about her, and I read, she is a badass superhero, <laughs> and, which just about sums up the uh, gist of our conversation, so I appreciate that you're willing to be all of that in, in your complexity and to model that. There are levels, and it's my favorite quote of all times is Whitman, and he says, you know, I contradict myself very well. I contradict myself. I contain multitudes. You know, and it's kind of like that. And it, it, that is one of the biggest obstacles I see for people going into this kind of existence, into what I call the abstract frequency, because we don't like to be hypocritical. We don't like to contradict ourselves. We like stability. We like stableness. We like to know what we're getting ourselves into. We like to take a stand for something. We like our opinions. We like who we are. We like our personas and our identities and all of the obligations that go with it. And we like our rules around that. And when you start playing in the abstract, all of that goes away. And so you say something in one minute and the energy can shift and the next minute you feel differently. We were, you know, we were talking about that earlier about there's no fear of diving in head first when you're looking at everything from an experiential perspective because in the moment it can be absolutely perfect and the next moment it can shift and it doesn't negate what was and what the experience was for you. And so to be willing to embody all of that I think is a very powerful stand and people are starving for permission to do that. And so the more of us that are willing to venture into that space and model that for other people the more courage other people are going to have to do it also. And so I think it's absolutely perfect that you would come on the show and curse. <laughs> Delighted to be with you. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking earlier, being in the now, being in the present is a gift you give yourself. That's why it's called the present. Mm-hmm. And a gift for others as well. And But I do like that primary focus being with self because that really is all we can work with, you know, and then what emanates out from that is the rest of it. But let's move on to the, the, we like to give our listeners this kind of live in your power story, a a time when you got an intuitive hit to do something or you have already shared some amazing stories with us. But can you think of another one that you would offer to people just to help them understand how this is done? How do you live operating with your superpowers and being this amazing person in the world and really living this experiential lifestyle? Can you think of a time when that occurred for you? Uh, Well, there have been so many profound lessons. I just had a very, a big shift in my life and spending 30 years with someone and that's now shifting for me. So that's really personal. Mm -hmm. But I think what I really, you know, I think we all really know our truth. In yoga, it's a saying, it's a mantra, 
that I say every morning, and it's Satnam, S-A-T-N-A-M, Satnam. And it means I am truth. And I think we all really have that truth and that divinity, in fact, inside, and we just don't always listen to ourselves. My teacher would say, the heart knows things that the head never thought of. Mm-hmm. We really have to maybe be quiet and go inside. As I said before, that's a harder path sometimes to really go inside and figure out what that is. And then be really honest and raw with yourself. I wasn't sure where the path would lead without a partner that I had for 30 years. And you leap. Mm. And you hope that in your truth, the net appears. And it does. Because, Mm. again, you're being in your truth and in the now, and you don't know where you're going. You're pretty much making a good guess, a good guess in the partners that you pick, in the friendships that you make, in the path that you go, and, you know, make a good guess, but it is a guess nevertheless. Mm -hmm. And I feel so really, I feel really strong and really powerful when I listen to myself because we really do have the answers. Mm, I love it. I love that you said the net. That That is the exact imagery that I had when we created the net membership, the Network of Evolutionary Transformation. And it is exactly that, that it gives people the courage to leap, knowing that there is a net there to be caught. And when you interlace that net with support and people who love you and people who are willing to uphold your highest and people who encourage you to be courageous, say, you know what, hey, guess what, we're here if it doesn't quite work out the way you wanted it to, then you're fine. Like, we'll, we'll support you in that, and we'll move on to the next thing together. And that really, as you said, that I had this image of you just leaping and falling into this net and just kind of gently bouncing back up, and I feel like that's exactly what you've done. And you get to serve now as that example for others. We don't always know where our leaps are going to take us, but that doesn't matter. You know, it's okay. We don't necessarily need to know. And sometimes in clinging to wanting to know, we actually negate the whole process altogether. And so, again, I honor you for that part of your journey, and it feels really good for you. you, Are you feeling like like you're standing on solid footing at this point? I feel so darn courageous and brave, and I really feel like my cape is flying in the wind. It feels Mm. really amazing, and it took a long time to get here, and it really has to be your truth. It can't be somebody else saying, oh, you should do this. There's that should thing Mm -hmm. again, you know, or I'm seeing you do this, and it would be better if you did that. You know, it has to be really authentic and real for you, and when it is, it ultimately proves perfect. I love what you just said about, you know, being supported and I do feel supported. Thank you so much for this amazing forum. And I'm, you know, of course we found each other because, you know, we're soul sisters, but I feel that this support is so powerful and for your listeners and, you know, just for us creating our dream teams and making connections is what this life is all about being connected and being of service. And I'll just leave you with this, that we have to believe in something other than ourselves. I think that's why we have belly buttons to remind us that we're connected to something other than us. And, you know, find out what those connections are for you. It could be, you know, saving the whales or certainly being good teachers to your children and all of those things. But find things to be connected to because I think that really makes a difference and learn to tell your story. Mm. 
I love all of that. Beautiful. And I'm excited for our continued connection. Where can our listeners find out more about you? I have a website. It's a little outdated, but it certainly has lots of pictures in my history. That's at www.flowin, F-L-O-W-I-N with Cohen, flowinwithcohen.com. I have a Facebook page. You can be my friend at Lily. That's what my friends call me, Lily Cohen. And I look forward to sort of interlacing our tentacles and being involved with you too. I teach a lot of yoga as well. I teach at four studios in and around the Phoenix area, and I teach teacher trainings all around the world. So you can find all of that on my website and my Facebook page. Very excited. Well, we will definitely follow your adventures there and support you the best that we can, and I do look forward to engaging with you further. So thank you so much for sharing your time and your essence with us today. Thank you so much. Delighted to be with you. It's an honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to all of you out there, thank you so much as always. We appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Power Up Podcast. Go now to the Power Up page at personalpowerexperts.com and tell us how you live in your power. And remember, we're all more powerful together. Together.